0: episode 51 of G.I. Joberg, and we're going to plunge straight into it, our ultimate box art battle. Last episode, the snowcat was beaten by the water moccasin, the ram demolished the ferret, the sms was left waterlogged by the chameleon, the dragonfly outgunned the rattler, the night landing naturally. Gave the Polar Battle Bear a soggy grave. The Watchtower. Stood. Stood tall. <laughs> stood two feet tall. Against the Battle Gear Accessory Pack. The Tomahawk. Was left in the dust. By the Night Raven. And the Transportable Tactical Battle. <laughs> <laughs> the Transportable Tactical Battle. Ha. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> a transportable tactical battle platform proved to be too much of a tongue twister for the pterodrome. Nicely oh, yeah. done. Thank you. Got there eventually. So it's time for round two, where we're going to pit our former winners against one another until we have crowned one ultimate box art. Gentlemen, let's break the ice. The Ram versus the water moccasin. Kick it
1: off, Robbie. As I stated when we originally did the RAM, it is my number one box art on my personal list. And I think I'm pretty sure we covered all the reasons why it basically beats everything else whenever it comes up against it. It's kind of like when you play Top Trumps and there's that one card that basically beats anything it comes up against. And for me, that's the RAM. Water moccasin, what have you got? You've got... Cobra Commander and Destro I mean I loved me some Destro I mean I'm pretty sure I proved that in the figure art battle where he basically made it quite far in that through all of the ranks because of me I convinced you guys quite resoundingly how awesome Destro is and I think we've all convinced each other how cool the ram is so let's just end this now okay ram goes through ram goes through That's, that's three votes from Rob for everyone
0: Anybody want to throw a <laughs> spanner in
1: Rob's works?
2: Let me step into the fray, maybe I can twist some minds on this one. I do think that the Ram is kind of the iconic G.I. Joe look, but its strength from the last round, the anonymity of the character, it could be you, it could be anybody, I think it loses out to personality. And if you're taking a look at uh, Copperhead, there's a desperateness to this character. He's got gambling debts. You get a kind of an edge from him. I believe uh, Gung Ho says something about him raising cane till the cock crows, which if that's not like evasive speak for this guy likes to party, I-, I don't know what is. But just the artwork, I mean, the toy itself does not have the girth that the artwork does. And that gives this boat something uh, on the box art. It-, it does give it a different feel. I mentioned that it kind of looks like Hotline Miami. You can't dismiss that. There's a lot of great colors here. And the characters involved, you, you, can't, you got personality for days. You got, you know, two of the main Cobra guys. But let's not forget about the Cobra officer who seems like the chillest guy ever to be painted on some art. I mean, look at his hand resting on the vehicle. It's not even stressed. He's, he's calm. He's ready to go. I don't know, that's my two cents. I'm definitely down with the water moccasin. Paul, this is in your hands, my friend.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say this is this is sounding quite intense. Okay, so uh water moccasin and the ram. I hear what you're saying, Kujo, about the uh the uh personality and the lack of personality in the Rams driver versus the abundance of personality on the water moccasin. And I really like what you had to say. I thought it was it was very cool. But as this competitions come along I'm actually starting to feel this whole. Maybe we shouldn't always put the most popular characters on the on the boat, and and I still feel that having Cobra Commander there is a little bit excessive. I almost think it's it's too many too many high grade guys on on a boat, <laughs> you know. I understand if it was like maybe a higher class of vehicle. Uh, even in the co- comic book, we had uh, Destro and Cobra Commander on the back of a hiss at some stage, so. They don't seem to really belong on the on the moccasin, but they're here, so why not? Okay.
0: Well, would you have them constantly just sitting on a throne or brooding on the battlements of a castle, Paul? I mean these were action figures. These were the guys of the day.
3: Yeah, well that's something I was gonna say, you know, these these are dudes. I mean, like, you're giving Cobra Commander some serious credibility here. I mean he's at least going towards the battle in this shot. <laughs> so <laughs> But but I, I I hear you, Steve. Like, you don't want to have these guys just sitting pretty the whole time and barking out orders and, you know, ticking yes and no on Excel spreadsheets. You know, you want them in the thick of things. And Destro is quite commonplace with that kind of ideal because later on he would be featured in his own line of vehicles and he's pretty much manning all of them in some form or another and, and he seems so fitting. So I suppose maybe just for me it's a bit jarring to see Cobra Commander on a vehicle
0: come on man i want to know which artwork do you prefer moccasin or ram
3: i'm still gonna go with the ram the ram i I have nothing to say about it but i am gonna say there's a serious steve mcqueen thing going on for the ram that i really like yeah it's it's very sexy uh that that's something you're feeling the
2: great escape on this one
3: yeah very much so (laughs) <laughs> and, uh,
0: it would have ended very differently if Steve McQueen was mounting a Vulcan minigun
3: <laughs> oh yeah he yes. nice. has oh definitely
1: you would have escaped uh, <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> take that Nazis and the ram was born and the ram also succeeds in sinking the moccasin now it's interesting to me to note and I didn't want this to influence your decision so I'm going to mention it now the water moccasin was contributed more times but the ram consistently ranked in the top one or two of the contributors lists
2: As looks like should. Copperhead's gambling debts caught up with him Yeah, (laughs) well,
0: uh, in the same breath, I will mention that Scott Westerman put the moccasin as his number two. So it found some high rank in in that man's list. But uh, the Ram topped out your list, Rob. It also topped out Kevin, FormBX257, and was Sean Durden's second favorite artwork. Yeah, there's a lot of Ram love. (laughs) I I don't
2: want to... Interesting choice of words. <clears throat> <Yeah.
0: laughs> well, the ram f- rams its way into the semis. Brrr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which means it's time for the chameleon to try and shoot down the dragonfly. Oh, oh
2: shit. <laughs> it's going to get real.
0: <laughs> I'm loving the fact that these seem to have all worked out to be G.I. Joe versus Cobra matchups in this quarter-final. Really? Oh, yes. It was the Moccasin versus the Ram. It's the Chameleon versus the Dragonfly. It's the Night Landing versus the Watchtower. <laughs> <laughs> and the Night Raven versus the Transportable Tactical Battle Platform.
3: Oh, wow. No, yeah, dude. Sorry, I gotta say it. Shit's gonna get real, bro.
0: Shit's gonna get
3: real. <laughs> His artworks better come at me, that's what I'm saying.
0: If shit wasn't real already, <laughs> shit will be real now. <laughs> now, I think chameleons typically dine on dragonflies, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I think they do.
2: A <laughs> little nature channel up in here. <laughs>
0: will Zartan's eyes take him further in this game than the dragonflies' Vietnam War era stylings? Because let's face it, those are the strengths of these respective artworks. I mean, there's a nice focus to the chameleon. It being a very personal, very close moment. And (laughs) the dragonfly is just all over the place. There's a lot going on that, that one might call technical faults. Like it's firing in a number of different directions. The pilot and gunner are looking in different directions. The rotor blades are spinning... It, well, it's unclear which direction they're spinning in. But I don't know if those faults are enough to um, stop the dragonfly's progress in this game.
3: Mm-hmm. And to that end. There's a lot of similar features in both of these artworks. They're going in the same direction. Uh, uh, <laughs> that would have been something to note had we had a condor in this mix somewhere. Or, oh, God forbid, a skyhawk. But. Uh, Skystorm, <laughs> bitch. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <Damn. All right. laughs> Sky Storm. I was thinking of a real vehicle. (laughs) Okay, so they're both green. Uh, They both have a similar styling in terms of the the paintwork. In fact, I think they're very close in terms of the year as well. I think one is 83, and I think they're both 83, aren't they, Steve?
0: (laughs) Why well, do you always set yourself up for this? <laughs> the Dragonfly comes from 83, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> the Chameleon is a 1984 vintage. Ah,
3: there we go, it's 1984. Well, at least I didn't say 1982. Okay, so, let's get these, these guys' heads together. Well, let's just go with decals, okay, and, and the strength of the, the decal used. Okay, well, for starters, even though we don't see the whole Dragonfly decal... That decal is sexy. I've said it before. I'll say it again. That is a dead sexy logo. And it reminds me of the bug stomper from Aliens on the side of the dropship. Game over, man. Yeah, I love that decal. It's so cool, man. And this, when I look at that, it reminds me of that. And then when I watch Aliens, in Aliens, it reminds me of, you know, it's, it's a play on the whole Vietnam thing. And that's really cool. And then it comes back. So it goes full circle for me every time I see it. Plus, it looks so much better than this very angry rat humping a lightning bolt on the chameleon. (laughs) (laughs) Now (laughs) I can't
2: unsee that. Thank you, Paul. (laughs) Sorry,
3: (laughs) Feel my pain. I love Zartan. He's such a cool character. And I think he doesn't have any tattoos on him for exactly the the reason that he's been ripped off his entire life about having a... A rat humping uh, lightning bolt on his signature vehicle. So uh, Dragonfly wins in decals. In terms of shooting everywhere, okay, I'll be fair. Chameleon doesn't have guns shooting everywhere. It's just got the, the water hose. And obviously Zartan's bringing the beer to the next dreadnought party. And he's very happy. He's probably hosing down all the Bayou girls that you know they got at the party. So that's Spring cool. Spring break.
4: That's... Spring break. Woohoo. Wet t-shirt, t-shirt? Woohoo.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, it's his sister at the party, right? That's the kind only of yeah. girl there. Sister what? and his daughter. <laughs> yeah, that's Ew. that's yeah. unfortunate. That, that's why he's so angry.
3: Yeah, I know a lot of guys are going to say that they love the personal moment in in the chameleon artwork. I actually love that the dragonfly is a fairly good example. Well, not fairly good. It's a very good example of how a vehicle box art should be done. It's a very strong artwork in its own right. I know it's got guns going everywhere and it. But it's very frenetic and, and very alive. And even though Wild Bull and Airborne are looking in two different direct, uh, directions, they've got some cool personality happening in their face anyway. Yes, there are issues with the direction of where the helicopter is going, but I just I just feel that it really stands out to me. If I had both of these in front of me uh, at, a, at a store, I would definitely try to get my mom to buy me the Zartan with the Dragonfly. But failing that, I would have just gone home with the dragonfly. Because the artwork really sells it for me. It has so many things going on that look interesting, uh, at at least from a kid's eyes, you know, like uh, in terms of toys. I mean, uh, okay, mind you, we all know that the gun on the side of the helicopter doesn't move up and down. But as a kid, I'd be like, oh, cool, the gun moves up and down. Oh, cool, it's got, like, a, a hook, a tow hook. I see all the cool missiles on it. I see the rotors. I see the chin guns, and I see a lot of stuff I can do with it. Plus, the the, the artwork has a lot more interest for me. Uh, I, I, I'm more engaged in the Dragonfly artwork, and I'm more sort of sold on trying to get it. Plus, I get wild bull with it, which is great, which means all I have to do is try and find myself an Airborne you know, to, to complete the set. And that's why Dragonfly is going to get it for me. It's just more interesting. It's it's the thing I would have bought um, had I confronted these two in the wild. Uh, and the artwork just speaks to me. It's it, it's louder to me. It's louder personally. So that's Paul for one Dragonfly.
1: <sighs> wow. I am
0: conflicted. As you should be. This is a very close match, actually, when all said and done.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. For sure.
3: They both have the same technical problems uh, in their artworks. I just want yeah, to throw have, that like, out there.
1: Yeah, they both have like little issues, you know, like angling of certain things, like his stupid leg and the rotors. And But, like, what is more iconic, I think? The <laughs> dude riding around on the waves or the dragonfly, you know, with, with the two characters that you know most having been with this vehicle. What stands out as an artwork that can be representative of all artworks? That's kind of where I'm coming from. And in that regard I think the Dragonfly is more iconic than the comedian with Zartan on it. Despite the fact that yeah, you know, he's got those little evil lizard eyes and the beautiful lighting and the the more personalness of the moment. I think the dragonfly is more iconic and could stand in for all artwork. More so than the Chameleon can. Yeah, I'm going with the Dragonfly. It's more iconic. Boom. Two votes, Dragonfly. Boom. Oh. Can Uh
3: Kujo change our minds?
2: Ah, there's always the possibility of that, I suppose. I mean, I know you guys are Star Wars fans as well. The the Zartan thing kind of feels like a speeder bike, but given the personality and how they develop him in the Dreadnoughts, he's much more suited for a swoop bike. So just the way he's seated... On this thing, that's problematic for me. I mean, there's a couple of Joe vehicles where you just kind of question them from the outset. This is mm. one. Uh, the hydro sled is the other, uh, which I kind of wish that made it into this contest, but I knew mm-hmm. it wasn't. Um, his anatomy is twisted, and uh, you know, since Paul brought that up, or, or Stephen—I don't recall which—you just can't see past it. I mean, you're like, dude, your ankle's broken. What's up with that? <laughs> uh, yeah, and that logo. Damn you, Paul.
0: <laughs>
2: and it's got tiger
0: stripe. I mean, that's just
2: bizarre. It is, but who drew that thing? What? The... Got... Uh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I want a t-shirt with that logo on it now. Yeah. I, I will make that shirt. The uh, Dragonfly is G- what G.I. Joe is. Uh, enough said. I think we're all hopping on one of those foot pegs on the side, taking them to the next round. Oh, huh. yeah.
3: Definitely. Also, guys, uh, nobody's mentioned it. And I didn't want to mention it because I didn't want to completely destroy the comedian because in its own right, it is cool. But if you look in the background, you see Zartan's foot or there's something happening in the background that just doesn't work. <laughs> it's like just behind his bum. I don't know if it's meant to be his foot or whatever it is. But it I think is- that's
2: a seat for another person, maybe.
3: I-, I don't know. Is it terrain or what? Yeah, it's oh, guys,
2: That is the box tape.
3: No, if no, you're looking at an is. image
0: on 3D Joes, they've got some sticky no, no, no. tape. Oh, you're it. right.
3: But, but not that. Not that that, that. that I know. I know that that's the box tape. But there's a like little green section there just you know, beyond the, the, the tape. The tape would have normally been covering it up. In fact, in this case, uh, whoever bought this toy is lucky because the tape was covering up the foot. So he couldn't see how badly twisted the foot was. Maybe that's why he <laughs> bought the skier in the first place.
1: That's probably why. yeah. <laughs> didn't realize. Oh, shit.
3: (laughs) Anyway, I'm glad that the Dragonfly is flying onto the next round.
0: Dragonfly takes it in a clean sweep. We've had relatively few of those, in fact.
1: True. We are very divisive.
0: But I don't think you're going to be terribly divisive on this next matchup. It's the Night Landing versus the Watchtower. Oh. And I've just got to put it out there. The Night Landing, being the top seed, was a favorite on the lists of Jonah Weiss, Sean Durden, Scott Westerman, Scott Centifanti, Cujo, and it made your list, Rob. Whereas the Watchtower ha, <laughs> was one of our ultimate lucky losers, and the only person who wanted that to see the light of day was you, Rob.
1: Yeah, that
0: was, it, it was me. But now that it's up against the Night Landing, what have you got to say?
1: Yeah, um, I, I'm gonna have to flip flop and go back to the Kerber Night Landing. I love the Watchtower, but as I said before, the Kerber Night Landing is more mystery in what is going on there. While with the Watchtower, as was proven when we did discuss it originally, there's a lot of fun that can be had with what's going on here. And you've kind of that's kind of crept into my mind where like you can misinterpret the faces, you know? Shoot them, children! <laughs> Roblox, rip to pieces. Ah, I don't shoot no children. I give them... Body massage. Body massage. <laughs> now that we're coming closer to the end, I'm, I'm kind of going back to how iconic things look. And I think the night landing is more iconic than the Watchtower. The Watchtower is literally it's a little tower where Roblox sits shooting kids. <laughs> while the night landing... Well, it is, once again, just a dinghy. Um got Firefly on it, and Firefly is so cool, and he's got all that equipment on there, it just feels like it comes with more, and it feels like it would probably be a lot more fun to play with it than the Watchtower. So, for fun factor, and being more iconic, I'm going to go with the Cobra Knight landing, boom, does not shoot. Well, I fear
0: if um, Rob wasn't going to give the Watchtower his stamp of approval... I don't uh, think anyone is. I'd don't I'm smelling a straight final on this one.
3: Although I do want to say one thing, though. By all means. Be save I, it. Paul. There is nothing on the Watchtower's box art that I can think of that can make it better than the Cobra Night Landing um, in any way, to be fair. But I do love the fact that I'm looking at both of these artworks with the Watchtower on the left and the Night Landing on the right-hand side. And it does kind of seem like they're part of the same event, uh you got like roadblock shooting into the distance at something, and that something could mm, be a nice. Firefly zipping off in the Cobra Night Landing. And Gung Ho is like, Holy shit, is that firefly? So yeah, that, that's that's kinda quite... cool to note. So so maybe like, you know, back in back in the eighties, if, if I had these two in front of me, I would totally give myself a Cobra Knight Landing and hope that I could get a watchtower to blow up next time. Um <laughs> I think a watchtower is a very peripheral purchase. Whereas a night landing is kind of a, a focused purchase. It's kind of you see it on the on the ad, and you're like, oh, mom, dad, I want a corporate night landing, and they're like, shut up. You're like, no, fuck you, you bad parents. Give me night landing. You know? <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, um, and
0: you got a good spanking after that.
3: You know you probably did. <laughs> um, or you got a night landing. Jeez. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just want to say what another thing about the watchtower. Uh, I'm looking at this thing and and are like, What you shooting at, Roblox? And Roblox are like, That damn kid, if he pisses in that pool one more time. That's what I told him. <laughs> that's what I told him three times ago.
1: <laughs> oh, Roblox, don't be shooting no kids.
3: But yeah, sorry. That's, what, that's the one thing about the Watchtower that is very cool. It has brought out some of the most crazy things out of the Miles and G.I. Joe book in this episode.
0: And the previous episode. And, the, <laughs> and then the last one as well. Refer to episode fifty. Oh, but if the situation did play out like you're proposing, Paul, I'd say is just about to become Swiss cheese.
3: Oh. Oh, maybe.
1: Well, I mean the, the eel got knocked out of that picture, like just just as the guy took the picture. So exactly right. The eel a... who was
0: piloting the boat. Definitely piloting the skippering boat. Skipping the was, boat. He was so there. Someone
2: has to man that outboard. Come on. Yeah. I have a thought about who might be at the engine, but uh, I'm going to save that for when it's needed. Excellent. <laughs>
0: Smart. Um, uh, the, more and more of the picture is, is becoming clear on what you oh. might mean there, Kujo. Ho, ho, ho,
2: Um. Nice. Just for my two cents, uh, the only thing that's wrong with the watchtower is the figures themselves. The the body language of both of these characters is almost pensive. Like, they're like, oh, what have we done? I mean, yeah. if, if you'd had Gung-Ho kind of maybe hanging off of the ladder a little more with a, a rifle in one hand or something, uh, it would definitely speak to more of an aggressive moment. But these guys are both like, they're both looking like, uh-oh, we're about to fill out a bunch of paperwork because we just killed somebody we shouldn't have. Exactly. Um, and the moment has
0: just passed, so Gung-Ho's almost resigned himself. He was charging up the ladder,
2: but now... Uh, damn! I was
3: thinking of a yeah, good cover story. Now we're no.
2: fucked. Uh, the yeah. watchtower should have some, like, uh, some maybe some shots deflecting off it or something. That would have definitely given it a little bit more uh, a little bit more action.
0: The uh, spotlight could
2: have been shot out.
0: That would have been kind of cool.
3: I do appreciate that about Kujo's comments. I like how Kujo will often suggest things that he feels could make the artwork better or more compelling, Uh, and that has definitely opened my eyes a lot more. So, yeah. Drop the ball, Paul. Come on. (laughs) No, no, it's a pleasure, bro. It had to be said, so.
0: Nice. Well, it comes as no surprise, I suppose, even though the Watchtower did put up a decent fight, and as I say, would most likely have turned the night landing and Firefly into Swiss cheese. It's the night landing that proceeds into the semis. Our last quarterfinal, it's the Night Raven versus the Transportable Tactical Battle Platform. Night Raven comes to us from 1986 and the TTBP from 1985. And the Night Raven was contributed by Paul, Sean Durden, the Yojo Museum and Outlet Center, while the TTBP comes to us from Star Joe's, Form BX257, and Flagpoints.
3: That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I was one of the contributors to the Night Raven, which means no bias.
1: Oh, I was just about to say.
2: I'll start out with the battle platform. Uh, what you guys said about this over the last couple days, I've been, I've been turning that over. Uh, one thing that's kind of started to annoy me about this art is the character usage. I, I really think that like uh, Snake Eyes doesn't have to be pointing at things every piece of art. But what is he doing? I mean, you could have put anybody back there. Uh, Snake Eyes is one of those characters that the eye just follows. So you're almost looking past every character to Snake Eyes. Not immediately, but nearly. So it kind of almost creates an optical confliction for me. I like uh, Rakondo, like I said, being in there. Uh, It's nice to see some spirit every now and again, even though his face is covered up. Gung-ho's climbing a ladder again. He is. He's good like that. (laughs) I'll I'll hop over to uh, the Night Raven... It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's this is one-sided, kind of. I don't really have strong feelings. I, I know Steven referenced the, uh, st- what is it, the Viper? Yeah. He uh, actually, the comic made him a very interesting character. If you guys uh, remember reading that thread back in the Definitely. day.
0: Gave him a hell of a lot more personality than they gave Wild Weasel, in fact. It was in one of the special mission issues. Uh, the Viper was showcased being impossible to work with. He was abusive to the ground crew and to operators of other aircrafts who he deemed less worthy.
2: That sounds suited for Cobra, no question.
0: He was extremely egotistical and in the end it costs him his life because the support crew and the rescue choppers are kind of stroppy to to come to his aid.
2: Alas, I'm going to make my decision on one point which might controversial, and I might be cutting off my nose to spite my face. But uh, this digital uh, explosion behind the Night Raven is a debacle to look at for me.
4: <laughs> so, I mean,
2: I- I'm going to go with the-, the battle platform, I'm going to leave it to you gents to uh, decide the uh, fate of the Night Raven. Ooh. I never would have seen that coming. The, the digital background offends me, man. That- that's-, that's all.
1: It's very jagged, <laughs> yeah. It kind of draws your eye almost away it's like, why did they have to, you know, do the edging around it like that? I just oh. know this is going to come down to me because Paul is going to, you, you're going to be so hard behind the Night Raven.
3: Oh, fuck, dude. Ballsy.
1: <laughs> 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 so, I, 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 yeah, I'm going to let Paul go first. Make your argument for the Night Raven. And Rob cool. be the swing vote. I love it has oh, to be like that because I, I, I know that you can't not go for the Night Raven. I just, I can, I can feel it.
3: Something we're going to throw in, um, and it goes with what Kujo had actually said uh, with the tactical battle platform. But just, just to maybe change your mind here, 3D Joe's sort of um, opened my eyes up to this possibility. That might not actually be Snake Eyes in the background there.
2: The hell you uh, say?
3: Yeah, that might actually be a uh, torpedo. Because <laughs> if you think about it, that kind of makes the most sense of of uh, for who could be there. Although when I look at it, I think Snake Eyes. But the Snake Eyes that it is is the wrong Snake Eyes for the tactical battle platform, which I'm surprised Steve didn't actually pick up on. Don't uh, go
0: around nitpicking everything. Look, oh, the, co- the colouring... Were... Don't you? I'm <laughs> just surprise, surprise. Here it is. The colouring makes it look like Snake Eyes, but he's got a stark contrast against that explosion, so I guess naturally the artist went with a darker palette. The okay. real clincher, however... Is the fact that he has a backpack. Mm -hmm. But the wrong kind of backpack if that was
2: Snake Eyes. I guess they would have had a a sword in there, huh? Mm -hmm. That backpack looks a lot like Torpedo's tanks.
3: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, like his tanks.
0: And it does look like he's wearing a, a mask.
2: And that's a dive mask, not a visor. Well, conveniently, on the back of the box, they have Rakondo kind of humping that crane, not a... Hey, (laughs) guys.
3: Just to make a good argument for the tactical battle platform, because I feel it's it's necessary, I like this artwork. I like it a whole lot. I think it sells the toy very well. Um, It definitely shows you what you're supposed to do with this toy. You're supposed to put a whole bunch of Joes on it and have them firing up missiles and you know, and and doing like, you know, mission things.
0: And not to mention, you have to buy three other vehicles, at least.
3: At least, yeah, it's it's definitely a party. I mean, hopefully by this point in the line, you own a Skyhawk, a Shark, and an Armadillo.
0: And four dragonflies. Let's not lose sight of that fact.
3: We wouldn't really have experienced this here, I think, but... In the States, I'm pretty sure that a lot of guys had friends that had dragonflies, so you know, they could all bring their dragonflies together and they had like a dragonfly party and move the <laughs> T-T-B-S around. Um, uh,
2: that may have happened. Did you just call it the ttbs,
3: <laughs> T-T-B-P. T-T-B-S. It's BS, T-T- bro. The tactical battle platform, because it's, it's easier for me to say. bullshit.
4: <laughs> 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 oh. Uh, said it, that
3: miss. wasn't subliminal or intended at all. Um, okay. But, yeah, I love a lot of what's going on in this artwork, and, and I think it's a great piece to have, and it can stand alone, because I it, if I showed my friends this, like if I wanted to show G.I. Joe stuff to non-G.I. Joe fans, and it's funny, I was having a conversation about this with Nish earlier this evening, I can actually show this artwork with minimal ridicule, okay, because... My friends just like to give me shit, you know, because that's what we do, right? Uh, but I would get minimal ridicule and they would be able to identify this as very GI Joe like. Um, and that's something that I think is quite cool about the tactical battle platform going over to the night Raven S3P. It's possibly the best box art in this entire competition.
1: <laughs> no um, bias,
3: no bias. Uh, no, I've said, I've said enough about it. Uh, I don't want to say much more. Uh, Looking at it again, uh, my resolve is actually further strengthened. I, I really love this this artwork. I, I see more and more things about it that I like, more and more lighting choices and artistic choices that I really love. Um, that I'm actually, I, I mean, this artwork is sort of uh, evolving just from pure purely being an artwork I love to being one that I might do an actual artistic study of to to pick up some of the tricks in it. Because I like a lot of the technical features of it. I'm a fan of the digital explosion. I have always been. I don't hate it. It's not an eyesore for me. I do understand where you guys are coming from. I just think that... I can't imagine it with a normal fiery explosion. Maybe that's just because I'm too married to the idea of the digital explosion. That being said, Night Raven goes through for me. We all knew it was gonna. I wasn't going to flip on this one anyway. Anyway. But yeah, just some things to mention is that this artwork just gets better for me every time I look at it, and the tactical black, uh, the tactical platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right, Hasbro. bro. The titty BS. Yeah, the 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 party platform is is still cool, but Night Raven the whole way. Night Raven shoots the the form <laughs> in its and <laughs> its hook wielding missile firing ass.
0: You don't find it offensive or incorrect or or find it puts you off that the Night Raven is shortened and stunted. The actual toy is so beautiful, so elegant.
3: I agree that it is stunted and that is something that my eye immediately but I think I'm just really happy that the gun on the top of the Raven isn't out and shooting. Like I know it sounds weird but that would break line and that would destroy it a little bit for me i'm really glad that that is down i'm also glad that the artist handled it in a way that it doesn't look like a play feature that it actually looks like it's part of the ship the uh, plane basically i just said that gun. i'm glad that that's not up and shooting like a crazy thing i think that would have killed the line you have that's that's something
0: phenomenally ducked my <laughs> i know <laughs> you're just remarkable no i it doesn't bug you that
3: it's too short no it doesn't bug me the fuselage is too short. It it is too short, but it doesn't bug me. I think if um, if the artist in this case had to make it longer, he would have to make it smaller on the blocks. That means there would be too much black and it would probably have resulted in more digital explosion, which I feel might have ruined it a little. I really do tip my cap to this guy. I mean, he he did a great job on this. Proportions and stuff, you know, the the actual size of the craft aside. It being stunted, it's the same as like the Dragonfly. The Dragonfly also looks stunted on its box, but still a winner. And it also has some cosmetic changes from the toy. That's also something i got to say about the Raven. Uh, Sorry, guys, it just came to me now. Okay, aside from the fact that it's a little bit shorter, the toy pretty much carries every single detail here. There's no real loss. The artwork is a fairly good, if not... Really amazing representation of the toy, with the exception of the length. All right,
0: well, it all comes down to you, Rob. Oh, Rob,
3: and I say (laughs) the Night Raven. Hey, hey.
1: (laughs)
0: very convincing, Rob.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's tough. It's so short. (laughs) Nice so small. You know, size does matter. I think when it comes to the Night Raven. And yeah, they, they get all the details correct. I mean, you know, you open the box, you will recognize it from the artwork and you won't be disappointed like you would be when when you open the the platform and you're like, whoa, where are all the dudes and the vehicles? Oh, mm, good point.
3: Yeah, that's right. And you're also get. surprised by the fact that it's bigger than you thought it would be.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Look how big this is. Yeah, it's so much bigger. Oh, that makes me so happy. Like, you think it's one size, and then you unwrap it. You know, you kind of, like, take it out of the packaging. You kind of pull down the underwear, <laughs> as it were. <laughs> <Good>
4: <laughs> so big! <God. pink. laughs>
1: the ball's just bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. I'm going to have to press you for your decision, yes, Rob. Yes,
1: um... <laughs> despite despite that fact... I just I just think that the platform looks more exciting to play with, and I know I will have more fun adding the collection I have already to it and playing with everything on there. While with the Night Raven, it's a toy that plays with itself. There's nothing much you can do with it. I mean, as Stephen, you know, we said earlier in you know in the initial rounds. We we would run at each other with these vehicles, and then you'd get tired, and you kind of fall over, and you're like, "Shit, that was definitely fun and exhilarating." But I don't know if it's the vehicle itself or the fact that I'm out of breath now.
0: <laughs> hmm. So, <laughs> and you would base a decision on which is the better box art on the toy's merits, I guess.
2: Let me say one more thing that might might help with the decision, or maybe not. Mm. But I find the props on the Raven kind of distracting. Mm. I know this is kind of designed after the uh, SR-71. Why wouldn't they have used those those kind of, like, engi- those engines on it? Because you're looking at the prop and you're just like, there's no movement there. Like, oh. the drawing kind of undermines that. I-, I don't like it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, from a design standpoint, there are some oddities to the Mad Raven.
1: And yeah, fortunately, I'm, I'm not blinded by absolute infatuation with the Night Raven. So um, unfortunately, I'm sorry, Paul, but I'm going to go with the platform. I wouldn't Don't hate me it. forever. Bazooka
2: scores a shoot down.
1: Boom.
3: <laughs>
2: like, um, that, that missile strike must have hit the Night Raven. Oh,
3: now you know yeah, what they're all it, shooting at. It's so hard. They're too late because they're actually dead. That's the after image because that's how fast <laughs> the Night Raven <laughs> <laughs>
4: Uh, no guys yeah.
3: actually some very solid points i gotta say i i appreciate your comments that's that's what cool. i gotta say yeah I, I
1: mean you still love it so you know love what you want to love paul it's you know it's yours
3: i mean this is not to change anybody's opinion because i know it's yeah. hammered down the night raven for me is kind of in a weird way it's kind of a playset because i often like to actually and steve's actually seen this so i'm not making this shit up I actually like to put guys on top of the Raven, sort of, you know, covertly sneaking uh, and moving around it, because it's such a huge toy, and it's got so many cool flat surfaces that it, it lends itself really well for that kind of play as well. You know, kind of, You're talking uh,
2: about like a uh, espionage on yeah, a, yeah. a runway or something?
3: It's in the hangar, and uh, there's only like a handful of guards um, that are looking after them or something, and... You know, you've got Scarlet and Spirit on the on, to- uh, on the top of it and, you know, there's the one guy that's working underneath it and they just quickly jump down and take the dude out. And, you know, it, it, it lends itself well to that, I, I find. It, it's, quite, it's quite fun. But then, you know, the same can be said for, for most of the jets in the line, but something about the Night Raven just seems to work very well with that kind of scenario. And being somebody who owns a Condor and a Raven and Sky Striker, you know, I can safely say that, you know, like out of the three, I've I've actually sort of you know had them together, and I I just I've I've enjoyed playing around the Night Raven as well as playing with it. Although I I am going to agree with you guys, it is a big vehicle and it does play with itself because it's so awesome. It doesn't <laughs> need anybody else. <laughs>
2: I, I do like the way that people get into the cockpit. I'll give yeah. it that.
3: What a cool feature.
2: Well, this is a
0: debate for another time, but I can't stand that feature. I wish it had a conventional cockpit.
2: <sighs> My God.
0: Sorry. Well, you we obviously pistol, didn't man. like
2: the Slave 1 either, but we don't <laughs> need to get into that.
0: Are we talking about the Toy Slave 1? Uh, yeah,
2: how you kind of had to like, put Boba Fett in that little you know, clothespin and then move him up.
0: Yeah, no, exactly right. And they haven't an improved on it in the, um, the more modern Star Wars iterations of that uh, vehicle. Huh. boo hoo Boo-hoo, indeed. When will Hasbro get it right? Never. Alright, folks. I think it's time we move into the semi-final. <gasps> semi-final one. The drama. Pits the ram against the dragonfly. Since we all know what Rob's gonna say, I'm gonna ask Cujo to kick this one off.
2: It looks like we have our two champions for each vehicle, uh, so I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do to sway that. I'll start out with the RAM. Uh this is like we've said one of the uh, most iconic images in GI Joe. It doesn't give me kind of a play scenario in mind. You guys may not agree with that. The Dragonfly with that kind of cockeyed turret gun up front. The guns on the fly distract me. And I don't like that. I do like Wild Bill. He's one of my favorites. He's got some decent facial hair. It's quality. Uh, And he's just a cool character. You you never feel like Wild Bill gets enough love. Unfortunately, I'm going to keep the wheels on the ground. I'm going to stick with the Ram this round. I'd have to agree with you, though. If, you
0: know, (laughs) while we're expressing opinions, uh, the Ram is just a tighter package. There's nothing I can fault it on, really. Whereas... There are some technical issues that plague the dragonfly.
2: It's a little sloppy. I mean, it's going a little too many different directions for me. Robbie, ram for
1: the I'm win. I'm definitely going for the ram. And the cool thing is, also, it feels very toy accurate. Like if you look at where the gun is, I mean, it's got that weird little bolt thing at the bottom and the wheel on that tire, it doesn't look like a realistic wheel it looks like the wheel that the toy has it feels very toy accurate like it looks like if you were to open the box this is exactly what you get in there and yet it's a beautiful painting in its own right. yes that's what I like so much they're both very iconic but I feel yeah that the the Ram's art is just so much it's just more perfect is that a castle
2: on the side of the Ram's hood yes
0: that is the original um, sticker for whatever reason
3: interesting I'd love to find out what that means actually Maybe it's Watchtower or something.
1: It's ramming. It's ramming the tower. I don't know. Maybe it's a rook.
3: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Some kind of division markings. There were some very interesting markings on the sort of original 82 line of vehicles. And not all of them have had explanations. But you know what I'm really interested in?
3: My decision.
0: Do you give the ram a clean sweep? Is it clean? Or will you
3: will I come in from the let in
0: favor for the dragonfly
3: there's not much I can say that hasn't been said already, but what I am going to say hasn't been said already. if one of you guys said that, hey, I want to get a an a2 print of one of these artworks done for you so that you can put it in your studio or in your house because you really love the artwork and and you know, you're taking it as a box art, artwork, you know, with all of the, um, some assembly required and Hasbro's logo on it, you know, you're trying to go a little bit sort of retro, kind of niche, you know, going, look, going, you know, like how guys like old school Star Wars posters and stuff, so if one of you guys said, hey, I'm going to do that for you, which one do you want, you've got to choose between these two, I would go RAM, and the only reason is uh, like you guys have said, the RAM is a better artwork than the Dragonfly. The RAM has li- little to no faults compared to the Dragonfly's small shortcomings. But the deciding factor between these two is exactly that. The one that I want on my wall, without any editing, without any like, Photoshop fuckery to get stuff out of it, would be the RAM. That little detail on the Dragonfly artwork where you see the thumb moving the props... I find very distracting and it takes me away from the artwork and I don't like that being there. It just irritates me for some reason as an artwork and the Ram is just more complete. So Ram gets a clean sweep it runs straight through.
0: Woo. Mm-hmm. Ram for the final.
3: Ram to the final.
0: <laughs> now to find out what the Ram's up against we have semi-final number two. It's the night landing. Versus the transportable tactical battle platform.
4: <laughs>
0: uh. That's
2: a nice matchup.
0: Absolutely. We've got a large-scale aquatic base versus probably one of the smallest scale cobra pieces of equipment. And a very rudimentary one at that.
3: And so fitting in genre as well.
0: A mass
1: of characters versus one solitary cobra. Or is it? Hmm. <laughs> Often on my top ten I would always askew or like not want to really go for the bigger action laden scenes. Like I always felt they were just too generic, like oh, are we all shooting, we're we all firing everything off. And in that regard, I mean the carbon Knight landing definitely doesn't have any of that going on. And to a certain degree the platform doesn't either. I mean, okay, yeah, you got the, the giant gun thing firing, they're firing a missile, but not everyone is kind of like shooting everywhere at the same time so it doesn't feel as like hectic and like overboard as it's not going pterodrome on it yeah exactly <laughs> like, you know they actually got a, they're doing a couple of like almost like mundaneish type things you know like torpedo eyes is uh, pulling on a cord uh you know gango's kind of climbing <laughs> up the little ladder there he's like let me get get you out of there somebody in the skyhawk and <laughs> You know, is he's, he's pointing, and you have Deep Six, and he's moving up his ladder. And, and the rest of the guys are kind of discussing stuff over there in the little command center. It doesn't feel overboard, the action that's going on. It feels like, you know, there's cool it's stuff unintended. happening in there. And then, yeah, you have the carbonite Knight landing, which is very personal. And as I said before, I love the mystery of it. You know, what happened for the situation to occur in this moment here, where he's alone on this thing. And, yeah, I mean, we have pointed out quite a lot that it isn't, there should, really should be someone else on this thing. That kind of draws me in as well. Um, I think they're both very iconic. This is Firefly during a mission. That, that's pretty pretty cool. While the platform is this is G.I. Joe in the middle of a mission. And I think what Paul just said, you know, what would I want on my wall? They're both on the ocean, so I can't really go for the one that is in the ocean because they're both on the wave. <laughs> You're shorthand.
0: <laughs> Your shorthand to <laughs> oh, you go to the ocean.
1: <laughs> if if it's not the night landing
3: versus
0: polar battle bear. Night the landing. ocean. Night landing versus watchtower. Night landing. Night landing versus TTBP. Oh <laughs> shit!
3: Is it on water? Yes. No.
1: <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Basically, if, if 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 is it the ram? No. Is it on water? <laughs> yes. Okay, water wins. <laughs> I'm gonna go for the platform because it looks it looks like a lot more fun. Yes, I enjoy the Dark mystery horse. of of the the Kerbal Night Landing. You know, like what is going on? Where's he going? But I feel like I would have more fun in integrating the platform into my collection than I would the Kerbal Night Landing because it literally, yes, the art is beautiful, but also I think you kind of have to think about what's behind the art. It's advertising a toy. Which toy do I think I'll have more fun with? And I think I would have more fun with the platform and getting all my Joes on there. You know, a place to play as opposed (laughs) to one little thing to play with. Which, if the platform goes through, is going to completely... I'm going to have to argue against that. (laughs) Hmm. I don't think that'll be an issue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Spoken with some confidence. I take it, Kujo. You're all in favor of the night landing. Surprise, surprise.
2: (laughs) I have words to say, though. I'm going to start this uh, decision with actually a question for Paul. After we did the last session, did you by chance think of how you would have drawn the terradome differently if you were doing the box art? Like what perspective you would use?
3: Oh, uh, it's so funny. Uh, it's actually, I have, uh, and even before then.
2: Hells bells, I'm not even an artist, and I was considering how I would have done the pterodrome
0: better. I can you
3: know the- see it in my
2: mind, like how I would have drawn it, and that was not the way.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, you know, the first time I ever saw the Teradrome artwork uh, was actually two weeks ago. I've never seen that box art because I've never actively looked for it. I've always just loved the toy. And uh, yeah. if I think Teradrome, I think, uh, you know, the cartoon. I think the video game. I think. You think a um, Cobra
2: lie uh, slipping past the security?
3: <laughs> yeah, I think about that kind of stuff. So that's my point of reference for the Teradrome and where it's um, awesome quality or it's awesome source so to speak comes from when i saw the artwork i was actually shocked and appalled because i couldn't believe you were i was appalled <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't believe how shit that artwork was sorry to say and I, i'm gonna be frank here but i couldn't believe how crap it was for the quality of the toy that it is and it's one of the few examples where <sighs> it's just a slap in the face it's there's so many great artworks in this line and sometimes the artworks are far better than the toys. Uh, battle Barge, I'm looking at you. But the Pterodrome is just not one of those. And I have thought of angles and stuff to do it. I mean, I'm busy uh, leveling up my model building skills quite a bit at the moment. And I'm getting quite close to that stage where I can build my own Pterodrome. I've done plans for it. I've, I've drawn plans for my own Pterodrome toy that I want to make. So, yeah, I have definitely considered the Pterodrome artwork. Mm. From many... But right now, mm. I want you to consider...
2: The TTPP. Let, let, let me uh, get this out and then, then it's all you, Paul. Um, Fair enough. I What I do not like about this art is you have vehicles halfway on, halfway off. Anytime that happens, I get why they do it because they're not the focal point of the art. But it doesn't work for my uh, artistic mind. And let, let, me, let me just put a couple of box arts together. Uh, we just said that Bazooka just shot down the Night Raven with that Stinger missile or whatever. I'm thinking that this spotlight that uh, Airtight is looking down, uh, if you notice on the back of the night landing, there is some lighting behind uh, Firefly. So maybe Cobra did some misdirection, and uh, Firefly just put some plastique on one of these uh, pillars, mm-hmm. and he's racing off. So I'm, I'm going to go with that thought. Uh, Cobra night landing, obviously, it's the next round for me. The battle platform just uh, can't stand up. <laughs> It's sunk.
3: I like that angle. My turn, right?
0: (laughs) You are the decider this time, Paul.
3: Anybody notice that the shark's canopy is opening wrong?
0: (laughs) 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 Seems all right to me. But the fact that it's being left open when there's that much
3: swell... Not a good plan.
0: And he hasn't really moored it. Yeah, so
3: goodbye, (laughs) sharks. Enjoy (laughs) the rocks. Or the deep ocean.
0: (laughs) I mean, uh, on the other side of the rig, you've got torpedoes saying, "Deep Six, this side, buddy." I mean, th- th- the winch is here. It, Deep Six is like, "Fuck, I'll park where I want to
3: park." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is really like really difficult because I really like both of these as an artwork, and I really like both of these as toys. I've been a fan of the tactical battle platform for a long time. Okay, well, I'm going to do it the best way I can, I suppose. Faults in the artworks. There's more technical sort of flaws, not so much in the artworks, but in what's happening within the artworks. We just discussed the shark. That's kind of annoying. Not the worst offender I've seen in this competition. The thing that really bugs me on the on the tactical battle platform box is that they show the tactical battle platform like a photograph of it. Now, I have no problems with the photography and it's a great photograph. But that's what the back of the box is for, and I think that the artwork does a great job selling the toy without um, actually showing us the photograph of the toy, and and I find that a little disappointing. That that irritates me, and that once again, if I ask you guys to buy me a print uh, or to make a print of these, or you guys outfit it, I'm gonna go Cobra Night Landing. It's so sexy. Yeah, it's it's so sexy because. It just, uh, you, you can imagine, like, in your house, in if you have a bar or in your house and, and having this in the bar, it's so cool, you know. It's it's up there, it's sexy, like the RAM is sexy. Tactical Battle Platform, totally awesome in its own right. It reminds me of the Dino Riders artwork where you have tons of people and dinosaurs shooting lasers and shit at each other, which I'm all down with, by the way. But uh, Cobra Night Landing gets it. I, I'd wear the Cobra Night Landing t-shirt as well. <laughs>
0: Sadly, the TTBP's photograph insert is really just a disclaimer. I mean, it's saying, contents as shown yeah. in the photograph, ostensibly yeah. Figures and vehicles sold separately. Yeah. So they couldn't very well do an artwork of the rig without any vehicles or figures on it. It would be hella sparse.
3: No, I fully agree with that. And um, I, I understand its function. I just feel that its function... It uh, gets in the way of my um, appreciation for it. So, yeah. Cobra Night Landing has done its damage, I suppose.
0: <laughs> and you know what that means, gents? What? <laughs> it's final time. Oh!
1: Oof.
0: The ram has demolished the ferret in round one. Sunk the moccasin in round two. And most recently, in the semi-final, shot down the dragonfly. <laughs> Must have been a friendly fire situation. <laughs> but I suppose when you're letting rip with one of those 20 millimeter Vulcans, it's very difficult to miss. The night landing has succeeded in sabotaging the battle bear, has annihilated the watchtower, and has just sunk the transportable tactical battle platform with all souls on board.
4: <laughs> no survivors.
0: Looks that way. So, these two merciless one-man machines of death are now going head-to-head in a final that... I don't know, guys. I don't think we could have scripted this.
1: Uh-uh. Never. It feels right. It
3: does feel right. There
0: are most certainly very dearly held favorites. While the night landing certainly found favor among more respondents, the Ram took top honors on Kevin FormBX257's list, on your list, Rob, and was Sean Durden's number two pick. So, (sighs) I almost feel like I need an element of, of randomness to, uh,
2: to kick this one off, I kind of want to hear yeah. Paul kick it off. Maybe not. You, you don't have to give your opinion right off the bat, but I, I yeah. think Paul's technical words. So,
0: in other words, without giving away your ultimate decision, Jens, <laughs> let's have some opening remarks
3: as requested. And don't feel obliged at all. <laughs> Actually, you know, this is quite <laughs> cool. What's great about both of these artworks is that they're personal. They are artworks that focus on on the character as well as the vehicle so they're more intimate they are both very well done uh, in terms of their technical quality there's lots of great design there's lots of great artistic choices uh, made in both of them that are awesome you know all that are, are very obvious something that has sort of become a theme within this episode is how we strung along the winners and they've all come together in a great story and these have just been artworks these two have been great in that you could fit them into any scenario you could have you know we had the cobra night landing coming in and blowing up the tactical battle platform and destroying the the watchtower and you know that kind of that kind of energy is really great uh with these artworks which shows that they've got a lot of personality and in a weird way it kind of makes the artworks feel like toys in their own right which i really like also i'm pretty sure that the box art here and this is kind of this is something that's that's cool to mention both of these box arts are, are from boxes that are similarly sized i don't think uh, the rams box is much bigger than the cobra Night landings and i'm pretty sure that they were presented in the same way in shelves so it's cool to have our childlike selves and adult selves kind of looking at these as toys that we'd want to purchase and as artworks that we'd want to possibly own. So that's that's me.
0: Mm. Opening remark, Rob. You are backing the underdog on this you one. don't know
1: that. Oh. I don't know that. <laughs> or just based un- on your previous track record.
0: <laughs> yeah, um.
1: I I can't be unbiased. I, I, I would still go with the Ram. I like both of them a lot. And it, as Paul said, it's nice that it came down to the smaller moments, you know, where it's a dude and the ride he's chosen. They're both really, yeah, I think of the two, you are, yeah, I like, I like everything what Paul just said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're both super awesome. It's really cool that they both made it to the finals. I don't have much more unbiased stuff to say, so.
2: Well, let me, uh, let me throw in a possible plot twist. What if Stealth Wraith is on the prop? He is a clear <laughs> figure. Ah, damn, man. I thought you were going to go with Zartan. You know, obviously it's not the case, but I was like, why would they draw that that way? <laughs> uh, maybe they were thinking that there's going to be a clear figure at some point. He might be manning it. <laughs> of course, <laughs> we would need some kind of predator type uh, wraparound mirroring, but... Little, yeah, some kind of A's, haze. Yeah, yeah but missed then... Missed opportunity.
0: But all you know, that... Firefly's actually having an argument. Yeah, It's not like he's looking back at something. <laughs> he's... He's like, quit being invisible. (laughs) (laughs) Stop showing
3: off. (laughs) Hey, for all we know, the radio box is uh, steering the night landing craft.
1: Could be. I mean, that one knob is really close to it. So, it's like an R2 unit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, the handle, the outboard motor, is actually attached to the radio. Yeah. There it is. It's like an extendable telescoping... It's oil. like a buddy it comedy. doesn't look... doesn't look right. <laughs> look, guys, I'm afraid that detail alone is why I could never give it to the night landing. I could never let it trump the ram. Huh. Because it... I find the ram to be perfection. But the story that's being told with the cobra night landing doesn't make sense to me. Fireflies manning the gun. No one's steering the boats.
1: Oh, stop influencing us, Steven.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, then let me flip the script the other way. And as early as round one, I had this to say about the RAM that a Gatling gun does not operate like that. And it is something that has always bugged me. Not all barrels
2: are firing at the same time, it's typically the top or the bottom barrel. Hmm. Artistically, it creates a damn strong line through that art, though.
3: Yeah, it's a very strong design element.
2: Yes, you see. I'll cast the first die on this one. Um, I have to go with the night landing on the points that uh, let's just for from, from now on let's call that little radio riding uh, in the seat. Let's call him Hal because let's just say <laughs> he's steering that. Why not? Do you think you could insert a little glowing red light? Perhaps? Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I can't not do it now. This vehicle seems to have more design elements at play. I mean, you've got the Insignia, you've got the 878, which, I mean, those numbers always intrigue me, whether it's the 788 on the Hiss, but I'm a villain at heart, and I like Firefly. I like his, you know, trolling kind of glare. I mean, he's never, he he should never be drawn where he's not looking over his shoulder. That should just be a G.I. Joe staple. I don't want to see yeah. him any other way. The ram, I, I it comes to me as far as I, I'm gonna go with the toy. I'm gonna let the toy influence the arts decision, and that I I love this art, but the toy never really did it for me. You know, you got the stationary gun, so if you're gonna take somebody down, you got to turn into them. Uh, to me, it's it's about the it's about the water around the 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 landing craft. The the colors are too beautiful for me to discount that. Hmm. Firefly sailing away, and like. It's always been
0: problematic to my mind that you've got a sidecar that is a gigantic anti-aircraft
2: gun, basically. Oh, I mean, nobody's going to want to be in front of that bike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how do you possibly maintain control of steering it while this thing's going off? The Warthog, the A10, has a 30 millimeter cannon, so that's 10 more millimeters uh, to the size of the round. But sustained fire from that thing reduces its airspeed Immensely.
2: I do like the fact that they call it a Vulcan. That's kind
0: of exciting. Mm. <laughs> Live long and prosper. But yeah, a Vulcan cannon mounted on your sidecar is problematic. I mean, the rate of fire that that thing can achieve will throw
2: your bike off its wheels. I don't think anybody's taken that into consideration, given uh, it's a toy. I don't know. Is it? Well, this big kid
0: did. But I think we are still talking about artistic merits and practicalities
1: only have an influence, but not the, the overriding one. Well So I'm gonna say the Ram. I'm gonna keep going with the Ram and leave this up to Paul to decide. <laughs> oh I just I just think the the Ram it's way more iconic than what the curb and Night Landing is. And it just looks more exciting. Like, um I like the questions that the, the curb and Night Landing raises, like, oh, what's going on there? But then you got the problem with the dude not being there and that's kind of an issue. There's, for me that's a bigger issue than you know, the Vulcan cannon not firing properly. But it looks beautiful. You know, those are definitely an artistic choice to make it shoot off like that and it looks really awesome. Like it gives you like I wanna be that guy and I wanna be shooting that guy and riding around killing cobra. And even if you just look at the box art with what the box itself has on it, you know, with the GI Joe symbol on it. If you can see the original box art, I mean, it's got the beautiful GI Joe symbol across the top with the lines, you know, the the red, white, and blue. Well, the Cobra Knight Landing just has this very big font of Cobra Knight Landing. Come and get it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I just love the angle on the RAM. It's It's not very often used or almost never used in any other box art that I've looked at. And I, I think I've, I've looked at all of the box art. There's something
0: very satisfying about all the design elements being on the box yeah. instead of some of them falling off onto a, a sort of a backing tab.
1: And it's, it's just all there. It's on the front. It's telling you what it comes with. It looks beautiful. And tech, I mean, the whole thing is just so well done. I mean, it looks like something. That wheel is beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. You know the way it's kind of mm. spinning like that, and it's got the little extra bit of that sort of motion blur on the inside there. And yeah, I just I just really love the RAM. It's just it's perfection. As Steven said. Mm. <laughs> um but yeah, so Can't fault it. let's let's hear it, Paul.
3: Uh ah, make the fans
1: okay. happy or make them sad. Okay. I don't think there could be a better
0: two matchups. I don't think anyone's gonna be particularly Despondent. Whatever the result is, it's been a pretty good showing from both of these artworks.
3: There's no real loser. I appreciate you saying that because it makes my job a lot easier right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if-
0: is there any value in determining, you know, where where the vanishing points are? I mean, the GI Joe vehicle is most definitely advancing, whereas the Cobra vehicle is most definitely retreating slinking away yeah I suppose the two forces are just working in their usual capacity
3: both of these artworks are quite technically accomplished actually it's actually something I I have mentioned before I believe and if I haven't well I'm gonna say it now they're both well done in fact um there's no weird warping or twisting or anything that's going on in them there's one or two small little areas here but I look at both of these and the the artist here had a lot of fun doing them. I'm seeing elements here that are similar to elements in some work that I'm currently doing where I just feel like this guy is just really having fun and he he really just took uh, them uh, to 11 as quickly as he could. And I appreciate that and I I see it. I see the fun and I see the excitement in it. But it comes down to this. G.I. Joe is a, a series about a covert military force that is fighting a very dangerous terrorist force or organization known as Cobra and both of them are technologically superior to what is currently you know around the moment you know they both produce these really die hard operatives and they produce these really amazing vehicles and and all this stuff to enslave the world or free the world uh depending on where you're coming from so when i look at this i'm trying to find the thing that speaks to me which is more GI Joe, which is more interesting, and and I'm gonna say, and it's and it's by a hair. I'm gonna say it's the Ram because the Ram is a motorbike with a machine gun strapped to the side of it, and an operator who's wearing a like a unique helmet with a you know a talking piece on it. But there's a, a few sci-fi elements. whereas the Night Landing? is an awesome artwork, but it's still an awesome artwork of a Zodiac, okay? <laughs> and without reading the back, without knowing that that particular Zodiac is has subtle bulletproof qualities to it, and without reading that it has certain, quali- you know, certain uh, sci-fi qualities to it, it is still just a guy on a boat. I'm disregarding the fact that the eel has fallen off or any of that stuff. I'm just lo- looking at it purely as, I'm a kid, and I'm going to walk in, and I'm going to go, do I want a boat or do I want a-, a motorbike with a motherfucking machine gun on the side? And I'm like... The Ram kind of wins it. The child in me wants the Ram to win because it says, hey, G.I. Joe is about motorbikes with machine guns on them.
0: Is Cobra not about subtle sabotage and slinking away? Well, you see,
3: the thing is, as a kid, I don't know what the fuck that is. I just know machine guns on a motorbike or giant Cobra vehicles that can submerge themselves on the water with detachable pods and planes that can split in half and... All that kind of stuff. That's what I'm thinking of. That's what makes this line exciting for me. The adult in me really, 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 really wants to get myself a RAM box so that I can scan it at really high resolution and get a print done. <laughs> okay. And, and, and not just a RAM, but a Cobra Night landing. But if, I ha- if the box ends up being something crazy like $80 or something, I'm going to spend that on the RAM box first. So that's why RAM gets it for me. And guys, it's a hair it's not like it's not like this big difference it's 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 been difficult. I've been listening to everything you guys have said, and I've been jumping between the two with every sentence so
2: I, I don't yeah. think there's a wrong pick, and I also think that the explosion around the ram frames it beautifully
3: it's so well designed i i i just I love it like I'm looking at it. it just takes me back to a time that Steve Rob and myself we were all like infants just babies so we never really knew that time but when as we grew up you know we could all and now i'm speaking for myself i look back at that and i go okay that's like old school that's you know that's how it was yeah and the ram i really want that as a, a poster on my wall i mean i thank rob for putting the rams artwork in front of me and obviously the show because i would never have really looked for the artwork before And now I'm, like, uh, I'm a little bit obsessed with it. (laughs) (laughs) And, well, you should Mm. be.
0: Because it has just been crowned G.I. Joeberg's number one box artwork.
2: (laughs) You think they'll ever do a
0: repaint and make a a Cobra Ram? Well, there was an Indian version that was in black and uh, was a Nighthawk version. Which is
3: super collectible. As far as I know... Don't don't the dreadnoughts have a no. They don't have a repainted ram, do they? Like a turquoise. Yes, oh yes, they do. They do. Yeah, they did. That's right.
2: The bubblegum no, ram. That's probably hideous.
3: It is hideous. <laughs> <laughs>
2: how how the hell did you know about the Indian ram? Uh it's it's well documented.
0: Huh. Take a look on your Google.
3: It must be able to look it to your Google. It's box. also quite controversial because of its value. What is it called? The Night Fox or Night something like that. Night Nighthawk. Night Sorry. No, Streethawk. Street Sorry. Street yeah, it's quite popular. Project. And then they also used that same mold for some kind of stunt bike that was released on some kind of unrelated series.
0: Oh, Fun School went crazy with the mold. Guys, I feel like I need to just defend Joe Joburg's victor. <laughs> One thing that's bugged me about the Night Landing artwork, it's slightly sloppy in the text. Just the placing of the no-steps. Do not really wrap around the edge of the pontoon the way the way one's eye wants it to.
3: I can understand that.
0: Does that point have some merit? To
3: it? Uh, it does to a degree, but you know, I and I've I've spoken to other artists about this with my online tutoring and stuff like that that I do with with Chris Oatley's Art Academy, or Magic Box Art Academy and stuff like that. There are things that are said here and there about artworks and, and how perfection is not necessarily key and how personality is, is more important. That's a sentiment I agree with. And I find that the no steps, they can be placed perfectly, but sometimes placing them perfectly, would be at the expense of the artist having fun with the art itself. And it might end up standing out so much that the rest of the artwork might look sloppy you know so it kind of gives him a bit of breathing room you know one could even argue that the cobra sigil on the back of the uh propeller is also a little bit off but it's also it's it's overkill not the fo- yeah it's not the uh, it's not the focal point of the image that's the thing you know lesser details serve to make the stronger details stand out you know the firefly in this case is definitely the star of the show here and the night landing craft is the supporting actor and the no steps mm. well they you know extras
0: well then perhaps uh, we found a very uh, worthy victor if there was something that was going to beat the night landing it was going to be a vehicle that dominates the foreground of the artwork whereas as you say in the night landing artwork Firefly is the lead yeah. the vehicle is somehow secondary yeah okay well I think that's a defensible position right there <laughs> Uh, I just anticipate a flood of hate mail, so I'm just prepping ourselves <laughs> for it.
3: Honestly, something about this show that's been difficult for me is that a lot of these vehicles aren't necessarily vehicles I would have chosen. In some respects, that has been a great thing because it has put me on my toes. It has removed me from personal bias and has forced me to look at the artwork and the quality of the the image in front of me. It has also showed me that there are very different tastes, and although we might sometimes think we have an understanding on the pulse of what GI Joe is, it's cool to see stuff that surprises us, or at least surprises me, in terms of what people go for. Things like the Watchtower uh, were a huge surprise to me <laughs> um, in this uh, in this contest, and I mean, I, I I'm sort of laughing at Rob, but these are very, that's something I was <laughs> never expecting to see in this at all. I was actually expecting to see more bugs and uh, hurricane VTOLs and vehicles of that ilk. Because
0: you're just new school like that, buddy. I am
3: new school like that, and maybe that's – no, no, but (laughs) that's what I'm trying to get at. I mean, I'm I'm looking at artwork here. I mean, an artwork that I feel seriously deserves to have been here purely on the merits of the artwork itself is the Cobra Condor. Whether you like the toy or not, that artwork, (laughs) that jet is beautifully rendered. Um, well, and another one. You're
2: gonna have to save that for next next year, man.
3: Definitely, this has got, this has got
2: to on. be an annual thing. As long oh, as there's, there's air in our lungs, we we got to do one of these year.
3: Mm, I, I agree.
2: And,
0: I think uh, the next battle will be the battle of the lucky losers. Oh, totally. Woo. So everyone's very obscure choices will be under consideration.
3: Is anybody else surprised at the fact that there were no sky strikers in this uh, in this matchup?
1: Absolutely. Well I mean as I said, I mean the the rattlers artwork is, is indicative of, of most jets artwork. So the rattler in itself stood in for basically all jets in a way.
3: In a way. I True. I would go on record right now as saying the Sky Striker is not painted by the same guy uh that did the other jets. Uh, if you look at the style of the Sky Strikers artwork, it is completely different and it's very sharp and it's there's something there's something very different there. But it also serves to prove that maybe guys were actually submitting artwork for the sake of, you know, loving the artwork and not necessarily because the toy um, pushed them through. So this has been very interesting uh, for me, uh, uh, for me in that regard, you know, from an observational sort of capacity. <laughs>
2: I don't think it's a regardless of who makes the tournament. That's not important to me. For me, you have very few conversations where people bring the perspectives that you guys do, as well as myself, I imagine, talking about the SMS. I love that the museum brought that into the play. It's a box art that I had not looked at, uh, whether we're talking about the figure art where, you know, I brought the Hiss, hiss driver into play. Yeah. You, you just kind of get these things where you're like, okay, somebody is showing me something. And I think that it's just great to talk about. Uh, somebody spent hours on this and uh, it's nice to appreciate it. Exactly.
0: <laughs> a whole lot of people are going to be spending hours on this listening to us rattle off
2: Oh, books. dude, I don't envy your editing because there's a lot of good stuff there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd just like to close it off, in fact, by once again thanking our contributors Dave Cabell, Jonah Weiss, Sean Durden, Form BX257, the Yojo Outlet and Museum Center, Scott Westerman, Scott Centrifonte, Star Joes, Flagpoints, and you fine gentlemen. Rob, Cujo, and Paul for uh, giving us once again another titanic struggle, one with a very worthy victor and some very worthy runners ups. And while we're on the subject of shout outs, guys, our Facebook group is growing in number. Hopefully, you'll like our 50th and 51st episode. I do want to give a shout out to you guys. Thank you for the support. Our new fans are Daryl Pruitt, Sam Lambert, David Lerner, Rick Clutch Pruitt early fernandez scott martin Crockmaster, okay. oh
3: Crockmaster.
0: jason casey <laughs> rob holmes oh gordon conley nicholas valeo maxwell woodruff mark Forvac, josh hale dana woodley chris Hoolan joe taylor michael wankowski jeremy hill and jason dent you guys rock hard <laughs> i'll get on to our, our new twitter fans next episode but from Stephen and the GI Joe Bug team, hope you've enjoyed our Battle of the Box Arts, and we'll be back one day. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, thank we'll you, Gujo. Pleasure. Uh, if it's random and has GI Joe in common, we'll discuss it.
2: Nice. And
0: feel free to shoot us uh, your topic suggestions. It's always a thrill to handle a topic suggested to us by one of our listeners
3: maybe in the future we should have a episode dedicated to quickfire topics as submitted by our listeners
0: good idea save me the trouble of having to come up with a topic (laughs) so have at it listeners give us your opinions your insights topic suggestions and hey come on to the show sometime there you go if we can work out our time zones speaking of time zones, it's now 2.15 in the morning, South African time. Whoa. So I think it's time for us, uh, us Africans to call night. Gotcha.